The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, The Weather Wizard, and Casey Jones on Sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what's our top story? Alan, our top story this week is in a shocking, shocking announcement. Robert Kirkman announced that the next issue of The Walking Dead, which came out today, Wednesday, July 3rd, is the final issue of that series. He just made the announcement about two days ago. Kind of shocked everybody. I went to three stores today trying to buy a copy. I couldn't. And I was talking to one of the guys as to why it sold out so quickly, obviously because it was the last issue. But uh, he's saying because everybody was ordering it, because they didn't know it's the last issue, everybody was ordering the same numbers they would order every month. So in a shocking turn of events, the Walking Dead comic book is over. AMC released a statement saying that the TV shows, the TV universe will go on. They have plans for some Rick Grime movies. Uh, Michonne is supposed to leave in the middle of next year, but she'll be part of the movies also. So AMC is still going strong. Robert Kirkman didn't really give a good... Well, I won't say a good reason, but he didn't, he didn't give a very definitive reason. He just said, you know, he was done telling the story and it was less issue. Uh, again, the shocking part is that it wasn't like advertised for six months. Like, oh, you know, six issues left of Walking Dead, that kind of thing. He just so it's weird. I mean, to the outsiders, it's weird that he ended abruptly. But maybe this is something he always just thought about doing and he just decided to announce it late. It, it kind of makes sense, though, because people were wondering where you don't read The Walking Dead, do you? No, no, no. I did, though, but no. not, not lately. Okay, so spoiler alert. <coughs> Issue 192, uh, they killed Rick Grimes. Oh, so they killed Rick Grimes, and people were wondering where the story would go. They figured Carl would take over the story, because Carl, Carl's older in, in the comic book. He's not an adult. He's like maybe 16, 17 in the comic, um, but they figured he would take over. But yeah, I didn't read the issue yet, because I honestly couldn't get my hands on it. So once I read it, I'll, I'll let you know. But again, it's, it's hard... It's hard to shock people nowadays with the internet and all this stuff, but Robert Kirkman did a, did a fantastic job of it. Yeah, Robert Kirkman's Walking Dead, when it first came out, uh, the, the zombie craze was not as big as it is now. You know, it was an yeah. independent black and white, and it still is a black, a black and white uh, comic book when it, when it came out. And uh, yeah, it was one of those stories where, like, yeah, I, re- I remember issue number one where, you know, you're developing these characters, and right off the bat, characters you think would stay in the book would die. And that 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 was a running theme even in the TV show. Don't get you know hooked on anybody because say goodbye. And uh, the comic book was the same way. Uh, a lot of fan rumors on this, like what they suspected could have been. Like one of the rumors a long time ago was, uh, spoiler alert. A long time ago was, were these stories told by an older uh, Carl? Is what it is. And uh, the, the final book actually almost confirms it too. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Why, did you read the final book? Yeah. Oh, did yeah. you buy it? No, it's on the line. What? <laughs> oh. So, wow, that's a big spoiler. I wanted to read the story, thanks. <laughs> um, well, the, with The Walking Dead, a lot of their comics are some of the most valuable ones out nowadays. Uh, and, you know, in the in an industry that's kind of been stagnant the last 10 years, um, The Walking Dead was a consistent performer, and their books are consistently selling at, at really good prices. Did you? Um, I, I never bought The Walking Dead. I, I think I have a couple of trades. Um, so I never really got on that train per se. But did you did you own the comics or did you read it? Yeah, the, uh, no. The, the first year I got, you know, I got them when they came out. 
so I got probably the first, yeah, the first probably 12 issues I got. And then after that, I was collecting uh, the trade paperbacks and the hardcover. And I got, oh, man, maybe a couple of those. Uh, Dude, those 12, those 12 issues are worth a lot of money if they're yeah. in good shape. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're someplace. Yeah, so I got, I got that uh, and stuff. But uh, AMC did react to it. They did they did chime in about this, and they said even though the comic book's ending, they said there's still several more years of The Walking Dead, which I blew me away when I read that. Blew me away because I think all I think all the most of the major characters are almost out the door or at least have a foot out the door, right? Yeah, currently only... Daryl and uh, Melissa McBride, which are Carol, are left, I think, from the original. Yeah. And and um, ratings are all time low, so. Right. But you know what the funny thing is? They are very, they, they are all time lows, but they're still pretty high. Hmm. Because that, that's, that's how high they uh, were. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, but yeah, I, you know, AMC's going to milk this cow as long as they can. Huh? And I think Robert Kirkman might be shifting toward TV because he had a, he had a different show out. I think it only lasted one season, though. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it, it was a... I mean, this you're talking about a comic book of the show that to me is him a millionaire. Yeah, seriously. You know, so. Yeah. I'm real curious to figure... I wonder if a year from now, whenever we'll find it, there'll be a different story as to why he ended it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, to explain why it was just so abrupt. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, but you know, this, this decision, Kirkman, it, it didn't really surprise me. I mean, it was, yeah, like, I didn't know this was going to happen, but... To see it coming from him, it, it kind of falls suit to how he does things too. You know, he's he, he's always done things his way, and this makes a lot of sense. And you know, it's true. If you don't have a story to tell, you know, go, go out while you're on top. I guess. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Maybe he was just burned out, like he was. It's kind of what the show is doing. It's like, how how often are you going to find humans that don't know how to act right? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's I think that's part of the problem on the TV shows. You know, they they change locations, but why was the prison different than uh, where the governor was? I forgot, I forgot the name of that town, and why was that different than Alexandria and um, yeah. Negan? You know what I mean? Right. It's just all all the same now, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. So I almost bought a comic book today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. No more walking. All right. Again. Yeah. Rest in peace. Put a bullet in your head. Right. Rest in peace. Yikes. All right, Alan. You know what time it is? It's time to. Hit it. Oh. Yeah. It's talking hits. Wow. the news. Yeah, just in case our listeners aren't <laughs> didn't get enough of me singing from our, our most recent episode. Uh, they want more. Oh, sure to do. Yeah. Okay. The weekend box office. <laughs> I feel like I talk a lot. Uh, the weekend box office, Alan. Um, no big surprises. No big openings, actually. Toy Story 4 was in the second weekend. It won the weekend, uh, making $59.7 million domestically for a total domestic of $256.8 million and a total worldwide of $519.8 million. Uh, Annabelle Come Home, which uh, is a horror story. I think that's part of the Conjuring universe, right, Annabelle? Yeah. Okay. Made $20.2 million. And uh, yesterday, the movie based on uh, the premise of the world forgetting that the Peels existed except for one guy who sings all their songs and makes money off it, that made $17 million. Wow. Yeah, Toy Story 4, 4 still running the roost. We, we're going to assume what, Spider-Man is going to win this weekend? Oh, dude, it t- was today. Yeah, it already broke a Tuesday record already. Yeah. So it's probably Spider-Man and Toy Story, then something else in third. Yeah, I would yeah. Think. Uh, remember what we said last week? 
Yeah, July is going to be weak. I think. Yeah. Uh, and then July picks up, but. What's after Spider-Man? Anything? Bueller? Nothing really. I know. Yeah. I know. Once upon a Once upon a time in Hollywood, the next Quentin Tarantino movie is the end of July. Yeah. And then. Do you uh, see that as a blockbuster, though? Um, I think so. Yeah, Tarantino movies do fairly well. Yeah. Usually, what holds it back is the R rating. And I'm not usually a, a huge, huge fan of Tarantino, but I'll, this one looks good. I'll see it. Okay. And it's mostly because of the actors. All the actors are pretty good. All right, let's see what's coming. Um, Toy Story 4. That's already out. Yeah. All right, coming soon. Crawl. Did you see the, the trailers for Crawl? No. Oh, uh, it's like a like a town in Florida gets flooded during a hurricane and like oh, alligators all over yeah, the place. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's so stupid. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. There's Stuber. Stuber's coming out this weekend. Okay. It's, uh, you know, Uber and Stu. He drives right. Stuber. Yeah. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. 20, 21 Bridges. No one's watching. Out. <laughs> 21 Bridges is the one with Chadwick Boseman as the, trying to find a cop killer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's July 12th. That's next weekend, I guess. Uh, yeah, like I said, July is weak sauce. Lion King, the 18. Okay. Well, that'll be big. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing too huge. Huge. Yeah. Huge. All right. Thank you. Uh, Jonathan, it's a Christmas miracle. Toys R Us is coming back in the U.S. later this year. Uh, what? Yeah, they're coming back, man. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the CEO, uh, what's his name? Richard Barry. Uh, is is bringing the, the, the toy store back. Uh, he's opening up two stores at the end of this year, and then he perceives more, you know, further down the line. Now, it, w- it won't be coming back like the Toys R Us that we remember it, you know, like the big building. Big stores. Big yeah. stores. Obviously, I'm sure they're going to kind of scale down a little bit, but, uh, you know, it worries me. Uh, like, like if I were to think, let's say KB Toys, I don't know if that's a West Coast thing, but it was definitely an East Coast thing. I mean, if they're going to scale down, do something like that, does that still make it successful? I don't think so. I, I, I just don't know how the, the toy-specific market works anymore. And it's just funny. Just yesterday, uh, my daughter and I were looking. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the, the Last Crusade Indiana Jones thing. I was like, God, I need some action figures. And I had no place to go. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. You know, I went right. to Target. Target was crap. They had yeah. hardly anything there. R- remarkably, I was shocked how much little they had there. Uh, and that's it. That's all I had. I was like, God, I, there's no toy store. To go. I had, you know, the closest, the closest legit toy place, Jonathan, is Barnes and Noble, and, and that's like three towns over from me. I was like, What about uh, Walmart? Uh, Walmart was the same thing as Target. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they don't have like the specialty things that I'm looking for. Well, that's the thing. Toys R Us. If they open up like a bunch of KB type stores on the mall, it's not Toys R Us. It's Toys R Us was an event for a kid. You know, yeah. when you when you got to go to Toys R Us, it was like Yeah. You know, and deal. it was it was just yeah, it was a real big deal. Now, you know, going to the mall, going to a toy store in the mall, that's Useless. I mean, Toys R Us was a whole huge store filled with toys. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's it's a child's version of heaven, is what it was. Oh, so, I like that. Uh, if if these people don't understand that Toys R Us is more than just a name and a, and a giraffe, then I don't think they'll be successful. 
Yeah, yeah, and and they got they got to understand the, the market too in regards to prices and stuff. I mean, like easily you can go to Toys R Us when it was open, and and I would say to myself, "Geez, I will stand there right there." looking at an action figure and go to my phone, look at Amazon. And, All right, well, cheaper than Amazon, I'll have it in two days and deliver it to my right. house. I mean, I mean, it's going to be a struggle. A lot of these big retailers are struggling because of Amazon. And if they want to bring it back, they got to think something more than just we're just going to have a smaller store. Yeah, like I said, it's got to be, it's got to just be more than brand recognition. There's, right. there's brand recognition and then there's the feeling you associate with it. And, yeah. and, and the fact of the matter is they had like, KB type stores in the mall called I think they called them Toys R Us Expresses. Oh yeah, and they were lame. It was like walking to a KB. It was like yeah. okay, yeah, it's a big deal, right? So right. Yeah. yeah, but I think that they also understand the market's changed. I don't know the kids play with toys as much as they used to anymore. You know? Yeah, you know because yeah, if, I... if go ahead, I was gonna say you look, you know, the Marvel, the Black, the Star Wars Black Series, they're all aimed at the adult collector. You know, yeah. who's gonna buy a twenty dollar Marvel Legend? Right. for the kid to open and play with you know sure 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 i mean that's exactly what i mean is that i don't know if if that thought works anymore you know like what what what, what you and i went through they're gonna have to figure out a way to, to either bring down the prices make it more affordable you got to give a reason for for a kid a kid to go into a toy store and say yes mom dad take me there or you know whatever and and bring me home a toy you know it's just not gonna happen as of right now, they, they need to figure something out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they do, though, because I would like to see Toys R Us. Or maybe that is the rebranding. What if the rebranding is it's a toy store for the adults? <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like a whole wall of all your Black Series Star Wars and, and displayed uh, the way as you did as a kid. You know, then you have your uh, G.I. Joes and, and, you know, the, the, uh, the Delta Collector stuff, right? Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I just want to put it out there. G.I. Joe. Black Series slash Legends type figure, six inch GI Joes. Yeah, do uh, it, do it now, do it now. Okay. All right. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah. All right. Alan, episode nine will be Mark Hamill's final Star Wars episode. Recently, he was asked, "Mark, do you think this will be your last Star Wars episode?" <laughs> and his response was, "I sure hope so." Yeah. Uh, which doesn't bode, which doesn't bode well for the series, uh, for the film. Um, I think, you know, it's been well documented that Luke, that Mark Hamill uh, was would call his character in The Last Jedi, Jake Skywalker, not what? Luke Skywalker. Why? Uh, because it wasn't Luke Skywalker. So he created this Jake Skywalker in his oh head. My you, know how actors, you know how actors do this, like, backstory and all this stuff? Yeah. And, yeah, so he would call him Jake Skywalker in his head <laughs> and say, because this is Luke Skywalker. So Son even he God. knew there would be problems. Yes, now he's saying, I sure hope so. Uh, I think everybody, everybody, all, especially actors, because remember he got in trouble. People were flipping out that he posted a picture of old him, old Han Solo, old Leia. Oh, yeah. Lando and Chewie in the yeah. Millennium Falcon. Right. And he said something like, oh, if wishes could come true or something like that. Yeah. But people started killing, like, you know, Ryan Johnson, the fights, started killing him about it. Yeah. Um, when he's like, the, like, Basically, it's like, dude, I just wish I could have been in the film with my friends again. You know what I mean? Yeah, he then never did. <coughs> never got to see any yeah. of them. No, I saw Leia. I've seen the layup still. Yeah. So anyway, he says he hopes so. He's ready to move move on from Skywalker, I guess. He's he's getting a lot of good voice acting jobs. He's allegedly doing something in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. 
He just played the voice of Chucky in the new Child's Play movie. So he's doing fine. I follow him on Instagram. He, he's funny sometimes. He gets a little too political for me sometimes, but hmm. other than that, he's, he's good. Yeah, so, you know, you're going to ask me, look, we're, it's July. We're roughly four, not four months, five months away from the new movie, and I'm not excited at all. So, and this is why if, if Mark Hamill can't get up the energy to hype up this movie, um, you know, Listen, man, the this movie's not made good. for you anymore, so get over it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Quick hit. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, Cobra Kai, you and I both love this show. Season 2 dropped on uh, YouTube uh, not too long ago. Well, they're cashing in. IDW is coming out with a comic book called Cobra Kai, The Karate Kid Saga continues and it is from the point of view of johnny lawrence very similar to the to the youtube tv show so we're gonna get a little more backstory to it um this one looks interesting i don't know if i want to (laughs) know i don't know if this is gonna work i don't know it's curious because yeah the first four issues are gonna be the retelling of the karate movie but from johnny's perspective yeah yeah so i i don't know if uh, yeah, because you, you don't want to make Johnny sympathetic in the movie because then he doesn't have that redemption arc. That's true. That's you know exactly I mean? it. I don't know if this is going to work because the, it, the, the YouTube impact won't be there anymore. Right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if I'm going to read it, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Just reporting. That's why it's cool. But it's good. I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's, it's good that it's getting more exposure. It's I think I think maybe Cobra Kai is a bigger hit than we even think. It is, yeah. um, which is good. Yeah. We're definitely getting season three. So. Good, good. All right. Click it. Click it. Alan, Neil Gaiman announced, uh, early, and Netflix announced earlier this week that they will be doing a Sandman television show for Netflix. He's going to be working with David S. Goyer, who has a lot of uh, geek cred. Um, I'm not going to name it all, but look him up, David S. Goyer. Yeah, so all the they've announced so far is that it'll be the first. First season will be 11 episodes, and it will, it will only cover... The first story arc from the Sandman series, which was titled Preludes and Nocturnes. Sandman is a huge, huge hit for DC, DC Vertigo, which is now non-existent. And um, Neil Gaiman, and, uh, I think it's probably, Neil Gaiman was always a well-respected writer, but I think Sandman and, you know, the universe he created with Sandman put him on the map. And um, yeah, there are tons of Sandman fans. I've only read Sandman once in a while so I'm not really into the universe as much as other people are um, but what I do know about it I do like you know Sandman Death all these other characters he had it was pretty cool is there did a release date? Uh, no I didn't no no, no. the the, the covers alone kind of freaked me out actually <laughs> yeah yeah it was there were beautiful covers but they were kind of uh, very much emo I guess you would call it back in the day right yeah yeah that's a, that's a good way of putting it yeah, no, they didn't have a release date. They haven't written any scripts yet, but Neil Gaiman and Netflix were very happy to announce that it was coming. Cool, cool. Yeah. Is, is that I'll okay? Let me ask, is it enough for you to hold on to Netflix when Disney Plus opens? Uh, we'll see. Okay, probably not. Yeah, probably not. I mean, if they haven't written any episodes yet, we're not going to see this thing until next year sometime. Oh, okay. So I can cancel and re up, cancel and re up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. you can do that. But yeah, so Sam did. Another comic book that if you have early issues, you got some money in your pocket. All right. Okay. Jonathan, we reported a few a few times that 
DC will not make a presence uh, at the San Diego Comic-Con. However, a little bit different. DC's Batman Experience pop-up exhibition is coming to the San Diego Comic-Con. 2019 but not like the movie stuff basically what it is it's it's going to be the largest collection of batman related costumes props vehicles all this is going to be there but you don't have to have a san diego san diego comic-con bash to get in it's going to be an immersive uh museum there they're going to have like everything that you can think of is going to be at this place it's going to be at the museum in balboa balboa park uh july 18 to 21 so if you want to check it out it's going to be there uh, should be pretty cool. They're gonna have the different version of the Batmobiles. They're gonna have some VR stuff. Uh, remember what was that? What was it called Batman Arkham Asylum? Was that one of the uh, games? The video game, yeah. Yeah, and like one of the cool features, you can climb up to the very top of these buildings and like swoop down and stuff. And they're gonna have things like that nature for you to experience also. Um, so it's gonna be an interesting thing. They do the Southern California at the Warner Brothers Studios. They do have a lot of like DC props there. Like, all the versions of the Batmobiles are down there and stuff, uh, where they film, like, the old Batman TV shows and everything. So, uh, and it's pretty cool when you see these things, like, for real. You know, what what these Batmobiles actually look like. Like, like the Tumblr. The things, like, it's right. It's very, very cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, July 18 to 21, Museum in Balboa Park, California. If you're there, check it out. And you do not need a San Diego Comic-Con badge for it. Open to the That's public. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. All right. Okay. Alan, finally, after months of praying and wishing and hoping, Regal Cinemas has announced that they are launching unlimited subscription service later this month. Thank God. <laughs> right. So, as listeners of our shows know, you and I went through the whole movie pass drama. Uh, Cinemia just folded a couple of months ago. Uh, I've been on the AMC A list since around March and I've liked it so far $25 a month three movies a week unlimited well not unlimited but three movies a week and no uh, issues but I was having, re- no issue, no, you don't have to take pictures of the ticket stub you don't gotta do all that no, none of that stuff that's nope. awesome nope alright yeah they do make it easy the only thing is AMC is not that close to me Regal is closer to me and, and I was using the movie pass with my Regal because I would still get my Regal points Okay, my boat, you know, on my Regal card or whatever for discounts and stuff like that. And yeah. um, AMC doesn't let you do that. Now, let me just read you um, what what Regal's going to be doing is it's going to be launching at the end of July for customers in the US. It'll have three tiers available for purchase. Each tier will give you. I'm reading from uh, Geek Tyrant. Each tier will give you unlimited tickets, but the pricing will vary based on the location of the theater. The three price points are eighteen dollars, twenty one dollars, and twenty four dollars. At the at the lowest end, you'll be able to see a movie at roughly half of the Regal theaters across the nation, and the highest tier will let you go to any theater regardless of location. In addition, if you go to a lower tier and go to a Regal outside your plan, you can pay an assumed two to three dollar surcharge for a discounted ticket. The subscribers will also get ten percent cash reduction on concessions immediately instead of via voucher. In addition, the word on the street is that consumers will have to pay for a whole year in advance, meaning you have to pay either two hundred sixteen, two hundred fifty two, or two hundred eighty eight at the time of purchase. Still a lot we don't know about the service, but it's something that you would be interested in. Yeah. So something I'm definitely interested in because I do like the Regal Theater by me. And if they let me use, you know, accrue accrue points, I'm definitely in it. I'm super happy. Super, super happy. Get Regals by you? Yeah, that's that's my go-to theater. And, and like, it's a cool theater because I usually don't have any issues getting tickets at all. 
You know, yeah. You keep I, asking I just, me that I get tickets for Spider Man. It's like, dude, I don't need them. I'll, I'll be just, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, my only concern is buying a year in advance. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Because you know, uh, you know let's give it a, yeah. They, what if they fold? I'm sure they'll give you your money back if they fold, but it might be worth the risk. Um, the timing's awful though. This is something they should have done in like March, so people would buy it for the summer movie season. You know? Yeah. But anyway, so hopefully we'll see what they. Because if I'll, if I get the Regal, I'm definitely gonna cancel my AMC. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't need both. So I'm excited about this, and I'm sure as as the weeks go on, especially if it's supposed to launch at the end of this month, we'll hear more about it. Right. All right. Cool. All right. It's about time, Regal. Jeez. Yeah. No. Drag your feet often. Okay. Okay. Alan, Stranger Things season three. It's premiering tomorrow, July fourth, on Netflix. Uh, it's already certified fresh, but it's the lowest rated season of the three seasons. So, oh boy, uh, I'm looking forward. I got, I got nothing. But it's the lowest rated amongst the three seasons. Yes, but it's certified fresh. Huh. Boy, the, the, the trailer for it looks fantastic. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it sold me yeah, already. Sure. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to be sitting around the house tomorrow watching it. I got nothing to do tomorrow. All right, then. So, yep. Also on Netflix, um, oh, not Netflix, sorry, streaming service news, uh, Young Justice Outsiders Season 3 Part 2 debuted today on the DC Universe mm-hmm. app. Uh, I'm definitely getting rid of this when my year is up. Uh, I'm not watching Swamp Thing because they canceled it already. So I'm like, why watch the season? Right. So I really haven't even opened the app since Doom Patrol ended about a month ago. No kidding. Yeah. So I will watch Outsiders. I will watch the Outsiders. But we'll see. They better, mm. Something better come up. But apparently they're going to have a big presence at San Diego Comic Con, DC Universe Online. So okay. maybe they're going to announce some cool, cool stuff. Right. Cool. All right. Adam, this ends Quick Hits, but that does not end the week in Geek. Why, you ask? We're debuting a new segment called You Hear Me? I hear you. Yes. So uh, <laughs> every week, you you and I, or you or I, will just uh, do a little editorial about something uh, going on in the geek world. And, um, you know, it could be positive, could be negative, just something we want to get off our chest. Again, reflects the per- it only reflects the views of the person talking, not the nerd in the productions, not both of the people involved, just the person speaking. This is an opinion piece. It's an editorial. If you want to you know, get in touch with us about one of our things, please hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, but once again, the views expressed by the person speaking are the views of that person. Wow, uh, so serious. I'm going to start us off, Alan. Yeah, do it. Oh, yeah. So for our first you hear me, Alan. Uh-oh. When Jonathan takes a deep breath before he talks, this is serious stuff. I need to talk to the geeks out there, Alan. Okay. And to the fans. And to the people that love everything right now, Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, I don't know if you know about Alan. We didn't report it, but earlier this week, the young lady, Lexi Rabe, who plays Morgan Stark... In Avengers Endgame, who's the daughter of Tony and Pepper, apparently turned down an autograph seeker at the mall or something like that. And this person went online and said some not nice things about her. And her mother had her make an Instagram video saying she's sorry she didn't sign the autograph, but you know I'm a per- I'm a human being or I'm a person too, and I'm only seven, and sometimes I don't do the right thing, and my mom tells me I should always do the right thing. It's a very sweet video. It's very sad that she had to make it. 
And and the kicker is she ends it with, uh, and she, she also goes into bullying. Please don't bully me. I'm only seven. So apparently she was getting some harassment online also. Uh, and the kicker is she ends it with, you know, I love you 3000. So this is what I want to say. Leave these people alone. Get control of your life and stop going online and crying about every little thing. So a seven-year-old didn't give you her autograph. Get over it. Don't run home to the computer and post anonymous crap bugging a seven-year-old. <laughs> Look around at your life and think about what has become of it. Because you make all of us look bad, and I don't want to look bad. I enjoy my geekdom. I enjoy my Star Wars. I enjoy my Marvel Cinematic Universe. But it doesn't rule my life. And if I don't like something, I'm not flaming people online. So get a hold of yourself <laughs> before you start screaming at a seven-year-old and calling her selfish or whatever because she can't sign an autograph. First of all, she's seven. How do you even know she can write her name properly? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay? For mm-hmm. an autograph. Okay. Get a hold of yourselves. It's not that big a deal. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting heated. It's a movie. Right. She's a little girl. Right. And stop hiding behind your username. If you're going to be brave, why don't you post an Instagram video like her calling her out? Yeah. But you're not going to do that. You're going to go on there as Morgan Stark sucks 69 or something like that, right? Gonna, is is that what happened, though? Did it happen? On, it, it did happen on Instagram and the guy was just kind of like calling her out. Hey, so and so didn't, you know, uh, sign my I, I whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. According to the story, but you got to watch this video. It's it's heartbreaking that any seven year old, and you know she was coached by the mother. Don't even get me started on the mother because I'm kind of I'm kind of in between on the mom because I don't even know if it was right for the mom to have her post this video because the, the little girl actually apologized. She's like, I'm sorry, I make mistakes. My mom said if I make mistakes, I have to do the right thing. Hmm. I, I don't think it's a mistake saying you will feel like signing an autograph. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know where I go to get autographs, Alan? Autograph shows. Right. That's why they have them. That's right. So, yeah, you got to watch this video. It's so sad. You know the mom coached her or someone coached her. I don't want to watch it. Don't send it to me. I'm not watching it. Uh, All right. I mean, it's it's kind of sweet. It is a little heartbreaking because it's, you know, you're looking at Morgan Stark. All she wants is a cheeseburger. Oh. Anyway. (laughs) So, to all you geeks out there, do you hear me? I hear you. I hope people get that one. Jonathan are the only the views of Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what, Jonathan? It, it is good that you you brought that up because th- this is a thing. You know, we 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 reported about this. You know, um, the Last Jedi, right? When that that yeah. lady was getting you know insulted about how she played what was her, her name? role. Tran. What was her name? Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. Daisy Ridley. Right. I mean, she's playing a character in a movie. And she's just, it's a job for her. She's an actress, you know? And and you're right. People were just out of the woodworks, like, insulting through the social media. And I had this funny conversation with, well, no, it's not a funny. It's, it's It was a mind-blowing statistic that my, my coworker gave to me. We're, we were talking about podcasting and stuff. And he was saying that uh, as of last year, what did he say? There were, it, mental illness rose 200%. And it was directly related to the social media platform. 
And I looked at him. I said, 200%, you know, and, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's, we, you know, we use social networking, Facebook and Instagram, but we use it as, as a means to just like, you know, meeting people and, and getting information about our show out there and stuff. But, uh, and I think that's, isn't that what Facebook was really originally designed for? So you can just kind of get, so. get in contact with people and stuff. But when it comes to the point of, of hiding behind a, like a computer and stuff, it's, it's, it's really bizarre because that whole social thing, it's not really social. You're not really, really interacting with people. And I don't think people understand how to interact with people and what's considered courteous and appropriate when you meet people you know, true to life, you know, like face to face kind of thing. And I don't think that they understand that the filter face to face is, you know, it's something that you have to experience. And when, you, when you're not face to face with someone, Facebook, Instagram, what have you, there is no filter. You can just be as, you know, like the com- biggest complete jerk because you have nothing to hold yourself accountable for. So it's, it is, it is, it's a terrible thing. And it's good that you brought that up because it is a real thing. As a kid, seven years old, you know. Alan, who disliked the Last Jedi more than me? That you know. More than you? I don't know. Yeah, no, you're you're a pretty big. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You want to know how many texts or posts or whatever I wrote to Daisy uh, Daisy what the hell's her name Daisy Ridley and <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran? You want to know how many? Even Ryan Johnson. Do you want to know how many texts or Instagram or Twitters I sent to them? Right. Zero, Alan. Right. Because I'm a rational human being <laughs> that understands that just because I don't like something they did doesn't mean I have the right to call them shit or crap or whatever. I don't have that right. And I certainly don't have the right to yell at a seven-year-old because she doesn't want to sign a piece of paper for me that I'm probably that the person was probably gonna put on eBay anyway. Yeah, right, exactly. Right? Get a hold of yourself. See the problem with the social media is that you know, you said it before. Everybody, you know, pe- these people have always been out there with these, the way they act and treat other people and talk. It's just now they have a platform to do it socially and they find each other and they find like minded people. And then they, they create these echo chambers where they just reinforce their negative beliefs to each other. Yeah. So they feel strong enough to be this, to go out into the world and do these things. But then they're the first to cry when, when the cops come down on them or something like that. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. Dude, there's a, there's a guy on, on Insta, one of my uh, Instagram things. He sells he sells comics online or something, and he or he buys and he sells them. And he got ripped off by someone. Oh. He's blasting this guy. He's putting his address on Instagram. Oh, my gosh. And I'm wow. like, I don't want to be – I don't want to see this stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, anyway, that's my little rant again. The views of Jonathan. Hey, you know, like Jonathan, let's do this. Uh, let's end it something positive. What What could you recommend to to the geeks out there? Like, what What would be? What should we be doing? You know, what is appropriate thing that that that, that they should be doing? You know, San, San, San Diego Comic Con's coming up, and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and something bad happens. You know, what should they be doing? Help, help them out. What do you mean something bad happens? Yeah, like like you know, the, the little girl didn't want to sign his whatever. Oh. Yeah. This is what we should be doing, okay? If you love to dress up and you're a cosplayer, a great example. I saw uh, a Far From Home yesterday. 
And I don't know if they were hired by the theater. I don't think so because they look like teenagers. But there was a, a girl there dressed as Captain Marvel and a boy dressed as Spider Man, and they were they were just hanging out by the by the, you know they were in the like they paid for a ticket, but they were inside and they're just hanging out the theaters. They're all the kids on take pictures. They were taking pictures with kids. They're doing cool stuff like that. Like acting, you know, the guy was acting like he was Spider-Man. The girl was acting like she was Captain Marvel and the kids loved it. And they were taking pictures and stuff. And if you're cosplaying that you're saying, do something like that, go to a children's hospital, you know, read, read a story to them. They're always looking for stuff like that. Right. You know, do something positive. Look at what the 501st Legion does with their geekdom. Mm. You know, these are the guys that dress up in Star Wars characters, but they do it and they, they do charitable services. They do fundraising. They do anything. So, you know, if you've got to be positive, then be positive. You know, someone that, look, I've been there, man. I, I, you know, I was all marble mouth around Lando Calrissian. I've been there, but it wasn't his fault. I was like that. And you also got to understand that people are people. Sometimes they don't want to sign an autograph. You know, there you did. That's it. They're not. They're not beholden to you. You got to get over it. Your life's not going to end because you don't have that little girl's signature on the poster. Right. Okay. Sometimes your needs don't outweigh the needs of others. That's right. There it is. And that's what. And the funny thing is, is all these geekdoms. This is what they teach you: Star Trek, Star Wars, comic books, superheroes. You know, they they're, they're they're platforms to learn how to how to be better human beings. But I feel like I don't know. I guess people aren't learning that lesson. All right, there you go. And that's one to grow on. Can I say that? <laughs> no, that's I'm sure it's copyrighted by anybody. <laughs> All right. And now you know. <laughs> I can't even say that. <laughs> All right. And knowing is half the conflict. <laughs> All right. So All right, if, if, wait, wait, wait. If you me. like this segment, uh, uh, give us some feedback, right? If this is something you feel passionate about, like Jonathan said, you know, talk to us. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Jonathan and I are both of those things in a positive fashion. All right. Yeah, watch us start getting flayed, <laughs> publishing, our, publishing our addresses and stuff. Oh, jeez. All right. All right. So thus ends, you hear me? <laughs> I hear you. Uh, we're changing that. We're changing that. As soon as I did it out loud, I'm like, this is not going to work. Uh, and thus ends another episode of The Week in Geek. This is Alan signing off. This is John to say, I'm sorry I closed the cluster F. <laughs> Peace. Peace. I love you,